Welcome back to DPT to CEO, the podcast where I, Dr. Morgan Meese, PT, owner of The Well Physio, a cash-based physical therapy practice I started in 2019, share with you as much as I can on how to successfully start, launch, and grow your own solo practice. Whether you're brand new and just thinking about getting started, or whether you're currently working with a full caseload of your very own patients, this podcast is for you. And of course, if you'd like more help, you can find all the resources on my website at morganmeese.com and connect with me on Instagram at Dr. Morgan Meese. If you're ready, let's dive in. Okay. Here we go. Um, we are here live, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, we should be able to see if anybody hops on live. I think last week we had a couple of people um, show up, but yeah, we're live. We're here. It's Friday and this is going to be a great interview. <laughs> so um, thank you everybody who is able to make it live um, and come and check out this interview from one of my really good friends that, you know, like we met from uh, working together in my coaching program. Um, and we just, we always have a great time talking all, all the laughter and all the jokes every time. Um, but yeah, this is uh, season two of Therapy Entrepreneurs DPT to CEO, et cetera, title podcast, um, where we bring people on who uh, are either practice owners or, you know, they're therapists who have gone into business for themselves. And we're here to get all of the wisdom from Mr. Tyler Burke uh, today. So thank you, Tyler, so much for being here. Yeah, you bet, Morgan. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited. Yeah. And yeah, uh, for everybody watching, it, it is kind of lucky that we're actually streaming because we, we could have just talked for about an hour and a half probably before even <laughs> remembering to hit live. So <laughs> that'd be so funny. Oh, my gosh. Maybe we should start our own podcast where we just talk the whole time. Like no topic. <laughs> just talk. Um, we'll do that later. We'll just okay. stick a pin in that for right now. You've got um, <laughs> got my email. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So we are going to go ahead and dive in, um, learn a bunch more about Tyler and everything that he's been doing. Um, and we're also going to touch on a couple of really important concepts, I suppose, uh, when it comes to entrepreneurship, um, but also kind of just like living your life as a human. <laughs> yeah. um, some things that Tyler's learned uh, and we'll go from there. So Tyler, if you don't mind sharing with us uh, everything about you, <laughs> what <laughs> led you to this point? <laughs> um, well, I was born in 1987. Perfect. And uh, we'll skip ahead a little bit. Um, <laughs> that sounds I... like somebody's uh, past medical history. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a subjective too. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I decided I wanted to go into PT school, um, and I had always kind of been interested in entrepreneurship, being a business owner, didn't really know how that was going to happen. Um, so I, uh, you know, if we fast forward a bit, I am in PT school and finish up and I'm thinking, okay, well, a really cool way to, you know, I could still own a business and I can be a PT. I can start my own practice. This, this would work. Right. Um, and then after PT school, like any of you that maybe went to PT school can attest to, um, you go through seven years of school and you had about a week of business education and 
it's like a project and they give you like a hundred thousand dollars and build out this practice. Right. And then you get out in the real life and you're like, well, where do I get a hundred thousand dollars? Like <laughs> where, where do I go from here? And yeah. so I was always fascinated with how do I, how do I start a clinic? How can I do this? I have too many student loans already. I don't want to take out a business loan. Um, that just didn't interest me at all. And so uh, a couple of years went by, I was practicing um, as a travel therapist and, and getting a lot of experience in different settings. And um, then I started kind of that, that interest in being a clinic owner just kind of grew in me a little bit more. And I was like, okay, I think I could do this. I've got some experience now. And so I started watching webinars and reading books and business books along with uh, PT stuff. You know, um, I got... Uh, uh, started following some of the the bigger names that we hear about all the time in in cash PT, and I didn't even know that existed. You know, how can we do things out of network? Um, because at the time, that was really interesting to me because I was really getting kind of I don't know if I was burnt out, but I was I was getting a little jaded, I guess, with an insurance company saying, okay, with this patient, you can provide these treatments and you can only see them six times. You know, mm -hmm. um, when when everything inside of me is saying that treatment is not going to work for this person. And yeah. <laughs> I don't know that we can get everything done in six treatments, you know? Um, and so the cash PT or out of network practice, really that model really uh, interested me because it allowed me to practice the best way I knew how to and provide the highest quality um, that I could provide and not the highest quality that the patient's insurance would allow. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it allowed more, a lot more freedom for me and in turn kind of um, would, you know, allow me to get people better faster. And that's that's what I want to do. Right. Yeah. And so I'm learning all about um, this cash model and, and I'm still like, well, where am I going to get the money to open a clinic? I have no idea how I'm going to do this. And I was fortunate enough a couple years ago to CSM. And I don't know if you want to call it divine intervention or fate or whatever it might be. Um, I was there to learn about a whole bunch of other things, but I, I saw this one class list and I was like, that sounds really interesting. I should go check that out. And it was about telehealth and physical therapy. And this is pre COVID. This is just a couple months before COVID really hit the U S mm -hmm. and so uh, that idea was just so foreign to me as a practitioner. Um, so I can imagine that it's probably kind of, an odd, um, you know, it's, it's unusual. It's something new for a lot of my clients too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so I go in and, and I, I take this class and I thought it was fascinating. Um, it was, it was taught really well. Um, and I was like, all right, maybe I'll look into this a little bit more. And so I got some contact information and I'm moving forward. I'm reading books, business books. I, I just keep coming back to this idea of this telehealth practice, I was like, that's something I could feasibly do. I don't have to go, you know, eyebrows deep in debt uh, to, to open up a clinic. Um, yeah. And it's a way that I can still help people um, and not pass along that, um, that rent, you know, all the overhead that you have in a clinic to my patients. And so I can keep the, um, the cost of physical therapy a little lower being an out of network practice. Mm -hmm. And so 2020, uh, September 2020, I decided I was going to do that. I thought I had everything down. I said, you know, this is the type of client I like. I have my avatar. I've got X, Y, and Z set up. I already went through two different telehealth and EMR systems, found what I liked. And I get going and I'm like, 
I really, I'm just not getting any traction, you know, mm -hmm. I'm not really sure what to do. And, uh, came across Morgan and, um, we got to talking, we hit it off and, uh, we started working together and I'll never forget it. Everybody talks about, this is that buzzword, right? That pivot, um, uh -huh. that everybody talks about during COVID, um, or business owners. And we're talking, we're just, it's not feeling whole yet. Like there's just not that, that niche really, it was pretty bland. Um, and we're talking one day about outdoor stuff and uh, hiking, kayaking, camping, X, Y, and Z. And Morgan's like, Tyler, that's your niche. And I was <laughs> like, never, never would have occurred to me. And um, yeah. since then, you know, there's really no outdoor PTs that I've been able to find in, in Idaho. Um, and there's a ton for football, baseball, basketball, you know, your general ortho clinics. But uh, there's a ton of people in Idaho here that, that are you know, the weekend warriors, they're working nine to five and they're getting out on the weekend and they're busy. Um, and that's kind of my client, uh, because with telehealth, it takes a lot less time. You're not spending mm -hmm. time driving to and from a clinic. Um, you can do your therapy in an office or in a hotel room, you know, wherever you might, you know, traveling for work or something, you know, wherever you might yeah. be. Um, and so that's, uh, that's kind of the really quick, fast forward a version of, of where I am now. Um, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Yay. Good story. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so unfortunately I can't see the name of this person, but they say people in Idaho don't like to do nature. That can't be right. <laughs> <laughs> There's um, a few of us. Yeah. <laughs> just, just to select few. Um, well, cool. Thank you so much for, for sharing all of that. And like, I know that like everybody's story is so different for, you know, how they ended up here like us. Right. You know, but there are a lot of similarities too. you know, um, people who like, they just want something different, you know, whether it's for themselves or for their patients, for a lot of us both. Um, and so I think that, you know, that story really resonates with a lot of people. Um, and kind of like going off of that too, I know like one of the things that you wanted to talk about was, you know, the inevitable failures, yes. um, that are going to come along. Um, you know, especially when, like you said, you read everything, you listened to everything, you watched everything, you studied everything, all the things, you know, but it <laughs> like, didn't, didn't go the way that you thought it would go. So can you tell us a little bit more right. about that? Oh yeah, there's about a hundred stories that I could tell, okay. but uh, right. <laughs> I mean, essentially, I'm I'm a pretty by nature, I'm pretty uh, risk averse. You know, I'm not one mm -hmm. to take big gambles, um, very often at least. And so, I really did my homework. I I spent thousands of dollars on different classes and and really tried to make it as risk-free as possible, right? Perfect. Um, and try to limit failures as much as possible. And this is something that I was telling you, Morgan, that it's kind of been on my mind and kind of on my heart a lot recently because um, I'm still going through these huge changes in my business that it's like, man, I just, I can't get this right, you know? And it's like, I've been doing this for a couple of years. Like, what's the deal? Um, yeah. And and I think one um one thing that's really helped me is I'm also a very competitive person. Mm -hmm. And I think when I started working with you, I said, my goal is to beat all your other clients. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so 
I, I don't like to fail because in my head, it's always been failure is final. And mm-hmm. I'm really starting to learn and, and kind of grow in that failure is not final, right? right. It just, you just got to keep going. Mm-hmm. And one thing that really irks me now, especially is the, you know, how every, whoever they are, they put these acronyms together, these success <laughs> acronyms, right? Uh-huh. And uh, the one for fail is... Um, first attempt in learning. I'm like, this should, that does not apply to any entrepreneur I've ever met because it should be like the four or 500th attempt in learning because you fail constantly. Um, Mm -hmm. Now with that, there's obviously wins, you know, it's not all losing. It's not uh, all failure. You know, there's, there's some really big wins with, especially with my clients. And and that's, that's really what, why I do this. Yeah. Um, But uh, yeah, it's kind of from a business aspect, having really no knowledge going into it, um, being able to be okay with failure and then yeah. grow from that and, and change your tactics. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's something that I'm going through right now. And, and I'm sure that that probably resonates with someone else that uh, owns a business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, oh, Jeff Denning trolling Tyler. Great to see you guys on here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, Jeff's the other person who lives in Idaho. Jeff and I actually we we uh, we're, we're buddies. We work together um, at another place where we we both uh, own businesses on the side and uh, and work together at another place. So cool, awesome. It's like that's something I love too. Like getting into this is like you meet so many people, you know, yes. and so many friends. Um, and then we also have a question from somebody else for Tyler. Uh, what were some of your unexpected failures? Um, well, earlier on, I kind of, I don't, it was just luck or what, but I, Mm -hmm. I started getting on a hot streak right away. Um, within a couple of weeks of opening my business, I had a referral and then that person referred someone to me and then another person referred someone to me. And so things just really started to snowball really well. And then summertime hit and nobody wanted to do PT anymore and things dropped off really quickly. And so Mm -hmm. trying to figure out why that, you know, why those people dropped off when it did. Um, what can I do to not depend so much on word of mouth um, mm-hmm. and, and just kind of growing from that. So that's, that's one example of, of a million. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, I think that's something that is probably like more common than we think, you know, like a lot of us here are still kind of like in the newer phases of things. And like some people just like, strike gold and immediately like all the patients and you know that's great that's amazing but then also sometimes it's uh you know it's a little bit overwhelming to the point where like you kind of forget that you need to be like setting up other systems and putting other things in place so you know like word of mouth is great like that's one of the best referral sources you know because like other person, you know, trust their friend who has worked with you. Um, and so it's like similar to having like testimonials and reviews. Um, but you can't control it, you know, like right. it's a great referral source, but you know, all you can do is like be a good PT and hope and pray, you know, right. that people talk about you. Yeah. Um, you know, and so like sometimes I guess like I just want to put out there too that like people who like feel like they're struggling maybe in the first few months of opening finding anybody at all it almost gives you like an opposite uh result of you know like 
figuring out kind of that like outbound lead stuff and then word of mouth comes in. But, you know, like I said, everybody has different experiences and, you know, you end up learning a lot of the same lessons, um, whichever way that it goes. Um, and then I think there was something else I was going to ask about. Um, I guess like, like one thing that I'm kind of curious of is like, what made you kind of like pull the trigger? Like what was like the catalyst of being like, okay, like I've read literally everything. Like <laughs> I need to start doing this. Yeah. I, I, there's probably a few things. Mm -hmm. uh, finally got to the point where I was like, all right, you've drug your feet long enough. Yeah. Um, there's, I, there was a, um, a reel I did about this. And I talked to a friend of mine who's really big into leadership and he has a, a podcast and he interviewed somebody that I, I have a lot of respect for. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the, the pieces of advice that was given in that podcast was you just got to put a shot clock on it. If there's something you're thinking about doing, there's something you've got to do. Um, you know, maybe that's you want to run a marathon for the first time. You want to open a business, you want to quit your job, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it might be, those big life changes, there's always a reason not to. Right. Yeah. And so before I even heard that advice, I basically just did that to myself. I was like, all right, I, I just got to put a shot clock on it and do yeah. it. Um, it was something I knew I always wanted to do. I would rather do it and fail at it than mm -hmm. never having done it at all. Yeah. And the other piece of that, that maybe was a, a bit of a catalyst was, well, two things. One, I went, I just kind of stumbled into that class at CSM mm -hmm. and, um, Right. I mean, weeks before uh, CSM, we had our first son. And so it was kind of a combination of those things. And it's like, well, it's not going to get any easier when he's three or four, you know, yeah. or, you know, he's 12. We're taking him to soccer practice or something, you know. Um, so it was more of a you just you just got to do it. And and I think a few of those things kind of came to head and, and finally I pulled the trigger and yeah and here we are here we are yeah <laughs> um sometimes i feel like i should have named a podcast just do it um nike may or may nike not have might, gotten upset yeah, about that yeah. but oh <laughs> like that's maybe you, know, you can like, get them to sponsor you oh my gosh you're right okay i need to call them like <laughs> um you know but like that's that's just like what everybody says you know like whoever like comes on on this live stream and in the podcast everybody's advice is just do it um you know and just talking about that i think you know like sometimes sometimes it's like okay to kind of like dip your toes in before you like fully get into things um but i like i hear a lot from people like oh i'll just wait until this you know like i'll be more comfortable when this happens and you know like if i just take more classes like you said you know or yeah. you know let me get my first 10 patients first you know and then and then like i'll do something yeah. and it like i i get it but i think like my advice for people would be you know maybe give yourself one of those things you know like if you need to wait 30 more days to feel comfortable, you know, like you said, a shot clock, if you need 30 days to get yourself together, okay. But I think it's kind of like a dangerous place to be if you find yourself always saying like, oh, it'll be better when this, it'll be better when that, because right. like that day will never come. Like you said. Right. It's like having a baby. It's like, you're never going to be ready. You just. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, never going to be ready. Never going to um, be ready. And, and this is kind of like, like having a, you know, 
having another child, I guess, you know, is, is your, yeah. your business, right? You're, mm -hmm. you're growing it and you're. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's there terrifying. are good times, bad times, <laughs> terrifying, exciting. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just, and like, that's something that I always talk about too, that I really love about doing this is that like, your like life is never dull. You know, like you have so many other like opportunities, you learn so many things, um, you know, and it's just like a lot, I guess, like, a, like a higher quality thing than being trapped in an outpatient clinic from eight to six, five days a week. Right. Right. So anyway, our opinions here in the podcast, yeah. everybody <laughs> has different stories. <laughs> That's true. And, um, and there's people mm -hmm. that are kind of thinking about it, if, if I may, Morgan. Yeah, yeah. People that are kind of thinking about it, you can, you know, you don't have to just quit your job and, and go all in. I know there are some people that will definitely say, just do that. Mm -hmm. um, that is not my style at all. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you can you, you take, uh, you know, sometimes home health is a little more flexible. And so you can see patients, yeah. you know, if you're doing home health in your area or take a part-time job or, um, you know, a couple of PRN jobs, you know, something. So you kind of have some security. You can still afford your mortgage or rent. Um, mm -hmm. You can have insurance for your family if you need that. Um, but then you can also kind of build, um, build your business up. But I think once you get to a certain point and you've got that social proof, things are working for your business. Uh, that's another jumping off point where it's like, okay, like, I, I got to just, just go all in on this and, and yeah. leave the security net behind, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so you don't have to do that all at once though. I don't think. Yeah, no, I don't think so either. You know, um, I, I like to see kind of the progression and of course not everybody can do that, but you know, going from like full-time to part-time to PRN to business only, and that would be great in an ideal world. But there's also, you know, like I've, heard stories from people that were kind of similar to my story where like my full-time job was making me so incredibly miserable all the time that like yeah. I had to leave like just even like for my own health um and like unfortunately I think that happens to a lot of us you know yeah. where it's your full-time job is just so like physically mentally emotionally draining that like you're kind of giving like your entire life force to it. And like, what's the point of that? You know? Right. Right. That whole thing. So I think you bring up a really good point that like, there are a lot of ways to get into starting your own business and it doesn't have to be like all or nothing. Um, Cause like the other thing too, is that like success looks different for everybody. Um, and that's one thing that I like to remind others as well is like, you know, maybe success is seeing one patient a week maybe it's seeing 40 patients a week in your own practice. Right, right. <laughs> I don't recommend that, but, <laughs> but you know, for some people that's where they want to be and that's, that's okay too. Um, and so like the other thing that uh, you mentioned you had wanted to talk about was like flexibility and like learning, like you wrote down, you know, learning to bend and not break and I guess maybe like be a little bit more open to change and mm -hmm. change is not evil. So right. tell us more about that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even think I mentioned that. So my business is Idaho direct physical therapy. Mm -hmm. I came up with that name long before I, um, I opened my proverbial doors. Um, and, uh, I thought that I wanted to be kind of a, you know, once I figured out, I wanted to do telehealth, I wanted to work with, 
you know, lower complexity, um, low back pain. I wanted to be kind of uh, an outpatient clinic, but telehealth. And I kind of thought mm-hmm. that's where things were. As I mentioned, we kind of niched that down a little bit. And, and I'm working with people that that enjoy the outdoors, love hiking, kayaking, camping, biking, all that good stuff like I do. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, a couple of years have gone by and it's like, so I was sitting in my home, which is where I see patients out of, out of my mm-hmm. office. And I legit had my website up for like a year and a half, two years. And I go to uh, Google myself and I'm literally sitting in my office and I'm not showing up as a PT clinic near me. And so <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm a pretty good PT, but obviously I'm not a web designer. Um, yeah. I'm not a branding uh, expert. And so one of the things I had done earlier this year was join a business networking group, which if you haven't, I recommend you do it. Even if you don't get referrals, you just make great connections with other people. And uh, one of the people I've made a connection with uh, is one of those uh, branding experts. And and so we're actually, we're working on a whole new rebrand, a new name um, is going to have a whole new look and feel and hopefully speak better to the clients that I want to work with. Um, mm-hmm. love working with everybody, but, you know, especially those weekend warrior, um, those outdoor adventure types. And so we're kind of changing everything up. Uh, we haven't released the name or anything yet, but, uh, that's an example of, you know, I was set on that for, I don't know, a year or two before I even made a business and I'm just not speaking to the right audience. And so, you know, I'm talking to, to my friend that does the branding and he said, what do you what do you think about a name change? Would you be open to that? And it's like, yeah, yeah, maybe, you know, it depends on the name. And mm-hmm. uh, so we worked through some things and uh, it's, it's been a really great process. Um, and I'm excited to, uh, to launch that probably next month. So it's hey, an oh example of, of kind of bending, you know, like things just didn't work out They're, They weren't working out. And um, how can we, how can we change things yeah. without just folding it, folding it in and, going home yeah um and I I really like that you brought that up because I think like you know of course there's like a flexibility with your business but also even with patient care like another question that I get like asked a lot or like fears that are brought up is you know like how do I treat this person if they're paying me cash um you know which is not a dumb question it's something that's foreign to a lot of us yeah um you know and it's similar to it's the same (laughs) that you would do in the clinic, (laughs) (laughs) you know? Um, And like, I just think that like being open to like seeing how like, you know, you already have some experience, but there, there is going to be like a little bit of a change, you know, treatment still the same, you know, whether it's online in person, you know, you're still going to treat the person the same. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, but making some changes, I suppose, like in your mindset around that and um, maybe like ways that you communicate, like those are going to change and that's okay because change is not always bad. Right. Yeah. It's hard though. Right. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's like I mentioned, it's kind of like your baby, right? You started this business. Yeah. I don't want to change it. It's perfect the way it is. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's not putting food on your table. So maybe it's not, right? So yeah. <laughs> you, you got to make, make changes sometimes and, and having that openness, which I didn't initially have, uh, to, you know, 
okay, maybe this isn't right. Maybe and and taking that feedback from what your audience is telling you or, or what they're not telling you, right? <laughs> you know, if yeah. you're not hearing anything, then maybe it's time for a change. Yeah. Um, and having that mentality that this is a learning process, whether you've done it for two weeks or you've done it for 20 years, I think that good businesses are constantly you know, they're changing They're If you're not moving forward, you're moving backwards. And so mm -hmm. having that mentality that we're going to bend, but we're not going to break. We're not going to give up our values, um, sure. things that are important to us. Like you mentioned, you know, I, I, patient care is the highest priority. Um, and yeah. I think it is for, for most people that have a cash practice. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and so certain values I'm not willing to, to sacrifice on, but other things like, like a logo, yeah yeah even though if yeah. you get used to it you know you love it like no maybe we should change it and mm -hmm. so uh, i think having that that flexibility and that mindset helps a lot because i didn't have that when i first started for sure mm -hmm. yeah absolutely and i think that like a couple of things i think that sometimes the like fear around like changing something is you know like you're fearing that people will judge you for whatever you're changing it to, or, you know, what if it doesn't work like <laughs> right away or whatever. Um, and you just don't know. And also like, if people are judging you great, like it doesn't affect you, you know, and those aren't, well, I didn't want to work with them anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and that's a huge note as well that I just like to point out to like newer business owners is just because somebody asks to see you, does not mean you're obligated to see them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's Especially very if true. You talk to them and it's weird and you just yeah. don't get a good vibe. You don't have to work with somebody. You yeah. Know? And that's, and that's kind of nice as well. Um, I also have found a couple mm -hmm. people have found me that it just wasn't a good fit. And so yeah. I, I, really try if I can to set them up with somebody that would be a better fit. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that that, just putting that goodwill out into the universe is always a, a good, good thing to do too. So, you know, like you said, you don't have to work with them. You're like, you know what, this just isn't going to, this isn't going to be a good fit. It's yeah. better to do that up front than get four visits in. They bought a package. Now you got to figure out, am I going to reimburse them? Like, how yeah. is this all going to work? Uh, it, it, it's much better just to have a conversation up front, decide whether or not you're going to work together well um, and make sure it's a good fit for, for your skills too. Don't be mm -hmm. afraid to, to turn people away, do it nicely, you know, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, you, you can't take on everybody and yeah. you don't, you don't want to, you know, when right. you open your own practice, you, you're, you're doing this out of network practice. You don't want to have to take everybody. There's certain people that, you know, you work better with and some people you don't. So I think that's mm -hmm. really important to know going into it. Yeah, absolutely. Like pay attention to like your intuition. And even if you can't like pinpoint why they're not a good fit, um, if you feel weird, don't do it. Because <laughs> it's right. not going to be a good experience. That's very true. Yeah. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to point out that I like that you, you know, brought up with the story of doing the rebrand is, um, you know, another way to be like flexible and like bend and not break is being okay with asking for help. Um, yeah. you know, even if you are a solo practitioner, solo business, whatever, you're not alone. And, you know, Tyler, like great at identifying your strengths and weaknesses, yeah. and, <laughs> <laughs> you know, being yeah. okay with asking for help with things that like, you don't feel comfortable with, or you feel like somebody else could probably just do better. That's fine. 
you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that. And it doesn't make you like less than or like a worse business owner or something like that. Um, I, I don't know about you, Tyler, but I feel like a lot of my own feelings that I've had like that, a lot of them come from the freaking practicals that we did in school where you had to be <laughs> perfect, you know, yeah. like know everything. Otherwise, <laughs> like your life is over. <laughs> right. I, um, I never put that together, but that could be. I like, you know, I shouldn't joke about it, but I feel like I kind of have PTSD from that, oh, you know, and just like worrying about like, oh my God, like, what are they going to think? You know, like, is, is this exactly right? You know, right. all the time. It's a high and, pressure situation for sure. Yeah. Like I still remember sitting in the hallway outside of one of our um, like lab rooms to go in for a practical and my heart rate was like 120 beats oh, per yeah. minute. Yeah. <laughs> just like waiting to go in there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so I think like one of the, the best things that I've like learned in the last year is whenever something happens and you start feeling like some type of way, see if you can take a step out of it and learn to respond to it without like initially being like, everything's ruined, yes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and it's also yeah. important. It, this is hard for me too, um, is take that the suggestions the you know, the constructive criticism as, um, as it is, it's, it's intended to help you and not, not let yourself get defensive right away because that's hard to do sometimes. Sometimes it's like, what? Nah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and it's, it's important to kind of, you know, maybe it's bad advice, but think it over at least, you know, and usually people aren't trying to uh, just criticize you just to criticize you. Um, yeah. despite how things look on Facebook sometimes. Oh man. <laughs> I like, I have to give myself like rules to not, I'm not allowed to scroll. If I go on yeah. Facebook, it's for, it's for a, like a particular reason. Yes. Get in, get out, <laughs> yeah. you know, and try not to hang out too much. Um, but speaking of social media, I was hoping this wasn't in the like preparations for this interview but you mentioned to me that you've had a lot um a lot of like success and a lot of enjoyment in creating reels on instagram can you can you tell me a little bit more about that sure uh so i morgan knows this i am not a social media guy i am <laughs> not one that thinks anybody really cares about what i have to say every day um, or sees my dinner plate every night you know yeah right maybe morgan <laughs> i've got one follower um <laughs> But uh, I, you know, the written, I was putting up blogs all the time and, and I was kind of hitting, I just wasn't getting a lot of traction, I guess I should say on, on Facebook, my business page, even putting on my personal page. Um, and I'm thankful for the people that were looking at it and reading it, but, but it wasn't a growing audience, you know, it was pretty stagnant. Mm -hmm. So I finally decided, all right, I've, I, I need to do something a little differently. Um, mm -hmm. I will try Instagram. I know, crazy, right? And, <laughs> uh, so I did Instagram, and this is actually this is an, another nod to the networking group that I'm a part of. Uh, there's a um, a realtor there that she does fantastic stuff on Instagram, hilarious mm -hmm. videos, really engaging stuff. Um, and I couldn't figure out reels to save my life. I didn't know what I was doing, <laughs> um, and so I knew that I needed to do video content because. I don't want to sit there and read a bunch of stuff either. Um, mm -hmm. Honestly, you know, you're going to watch a video before you're going to go to someone and 
website and read like a thousand page or a thousand word blog, right? Yeah, um, definitely a thousand pages. Uh, yeah, a thousand pages. Yeah. <laughs> I can't figure out why no one will read my blog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, so I, I started doing that. I, I worked with this my, my friend, and she helped me out and started generating some uh, some reels. And what I found there was that if it was something that resonated with people, that you could get you know several thousand people would see your reel, um, versus you, you put it on Facebook or post or something, and you know it's five or six people that, that mm-hmm. see it, you know, and, and, uh, that's fantastic. You know, I'm, I'm great to have those, those five or six people, but, but you need to, um, to generate more of a viewership to, to grow your business and, and to get those leads. And so I started doing that way out of my comfort zone. That was when my friend told me, put a shot clock on it, just start doing it. Be mm-hmm. consistent. Consistency is, is, um, something that's really important with getting that traction and, and getting people to, to learn about you because, majority of the time, like if I'm going to go do business with somebody, it's not necessarily that I, that I think that, you know, all states better than state farm or something. Right. But if I know someone that works for state farm or I know someone mm-hmm. that works for all state, I'm going to go work with them because I know them. We've, we've yeah. at least developed a superficial relationship, right? Mm-hmm. We, we kind of know of each other. I know of them. Yeah. Um, and so I think it's really important to show a lot of your personality and, and show what you're interested in and, and kind of try and connect uh, with with potential clients because they're not going to get to know me by seeing my my still frame picture and reading, you know, a paragraph about something. Right. Mm-hmm. But if I'm out hiking and, and we put together something or uh, do a tutorial about how to um how to wear a backpack properly or, you know, things that I look for in that type of thing. So I'm talking to the, the outdoor type. And then it's also something that's practical and something where my skills as a PT comes to play. Um, and it all kind of blends together nicely. So uh, that's something I've been working on. I'm not an expert, um, but uh, it's certainly something that has gotten easier over time. If you're someone that doesn't like to be filmed or video themselves like myself, I promise it does get easier. It sucks yeah. for the first like 25 times you do it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I, I like what you brought up about like people will want to work with you because they know you, you know, and I, I think that's really, really key when it comes to running your own business, especially as one person you know, and, and being like a a private healthcare professional, like people will work with you because they feel comfortable with you because they feel like they know you and therefore they trust you. Um, and like video content is just, it's so great. And it's only continuing to like become like more and more like helpful, I suppose, um, with digital marketing. Um, I, I like it because you can easily make it into, you know, video audio written, you know, with like, one go of things so it's really efficient um and like you can also like learn from somebody's voice and body language if you like them like people really do get to know you um you know like you're saying and you don't have to be perfect either you know like this (laughs) this podcast live stream that's happening right now yeah minimal preparation Right. Very little. <laughs> Very little. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but that's okay. Cause like, I mean, 
Tyler and I have a great time just chit chatting back and forth, you know, and right. you can get to know both of us <laughs> like the, through all of the bad jokes and everything, <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and I, I just, I think that's really great. And I've just, I wanted to ask Tyler about it because like, you've just been putting out so much great content on Instagram oh, and I, I see it all the time and I'm just like, Go Tyler. Ah, thank you. My, my little graduate. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because uh, to give a little background that other yeah. people don't know is when I started working with Morgan, she's like, what do you think about using your personal Facebook page for your business stuff? And I was like, boy, that, that doesn't seem like something I'm going to do. No, <laughs> <laughs> but, but if Morgan says to do it, I'll, I'll start doing that. And so mm -hmm. it's, it's really been a pretty big change over the last couple of years of, of getting more comfortable with um, just putting myself out there. Cause that's scary too. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I've, I've learned that uh, you might don't spend too much time on these, on these videos. If someone's going to yeah. start doing them, don't spend too much time. I think the first like couple videos I did, oh my gosh, I, I stayed, I, I filmed probably two hours worth of footage and I didn't like anything. Right. You know, I just keep, <laughs> keep putting this stuff out and it's just miserable. The yeah. ones that have done best I filmed in like, like three minutes, like when I'm on a hike or mm -hmm. uh, one of them that did really well, actually talking about failure. It was, I was in the parking lot. My wife was, we both had the day off. It was right before we went to the gym, I think. And she ran my son into daycare real quick. And while she was taking him into daycare, I filmed that that reel and and like four thousand people watch it. So Yay. like <laughs> like don't don't if you're if you're spending an hour on a reel or a video for anything, you are taking just scrap it, go back to it later yep. the next mm -hmm. day or something. Yeah, absolutely. You know because like I I understand wanting to have like good production value and that's all well and good, but a lot of the times like people just want you know, the story, the information, the suggestions mm -hmm. or advice that you have to share. Yeah. Doesn't matter necessarily, like whether it's like a well-produced video, um, you know, and like, I, I do the same thing whenever, like I've made those shorter videos. I spend maybe 10 minutes on it, maybe, um, including preparation, of course, right. <laughs> there's no pre-prep. Um, yes. And then even like with this video, like I'm going to put this on YouTube and all I do to it usually is download it, upload it into my editor. I have like a tool that takes out all the silences and then export and put it up on YouTube. <laughs> Perfect. Um, but I love that advice, Tyler. That's super helpful. Um, and I think it will definitely make a lot of people feel more comfortable, you know, getting started with everything. Yeah. Um, and you know, I guess like you've, you've mentioned networking, you know, of course, Instagram, do you have any other marketing advice for all the young Padawans here? <laughs> I think another thing that I've done, uh, and I'm hoping to do more of it. Uh, there was some uncertainty this summer with some of my plans, but this year I started doing, um, so I've been reaching out to other businesses that maybe we have a similar niche, but we're not competitive. So mm -hmm. for example, um, one, one group of people that I've gotten to know uh, over the last few months is a, a camping store, a local camping store, same exact niche, uh, but not competitive at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking with them and we had a great conversation. We hit it off and they invited me to do a workshop. And so I did a workshop there and, and spoke and, you know, we, 
called the happy camper workshop when we talked about camping with back pain and you know ergonomics when you're out in the the back country right um how are you going to lift you know the the wood you know when you're going to go start a campfire and and things like that to help keep you from hurting your back when you're camping and so doing more workshops like that um has been good to at least get my my name out there and um just meet other people i'm not going to say that i've gotten like super rich off of it but i've only yeah. i haven't i've only done a couple of them and that's something mm-hmm. that that i want to start doing more of because you develop you kind of you know we talked about developing that relationship on instagram you kind of give it steroids when you do it in person you can mm-hmm. sit there and you can chat face to face with somebody for 10 minutes and then you know if they you know six months later they hurt their back they're like oh, i remember that tyler guy and and yeah you know hopefully you know i can help him out right and so mm-hmm. i think i think that is a, a scary but beneficial thing to do um and uh, yeah just just try and meet as many people as you can especially when you're a solo practitioner um mm-hmm. people like we talked about, they want to do business with you. They don't want to do, they don't care about your business. They want to, they want to work with yeah. you. And so if they don't know you, they're not going to want to work with you. And so I think that's really important. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And like, I think that's a really good example of like going to where your audience is and like participating in that community before saying, I want patients from this group. Right. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. And like, that's something that like, you know, like, okay, I am one of those people that says I do CrossFit. So like, I don't need any attitude about, about that. Um, but like the same thing happened at both of the gyms that I have worked out at, like I went into it with the intention of, I want to work out here, you know, and just like get to know people in the classes. And it took hmm, maybe like four or five months or so of me like consistently going. And mm-hmm. then at that time, like people just end up walking up to you, you know, and saying like, yeah. Hey, like I have this pain. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Um, because they've gotten to know you. And so like being in the camping community, you know, investing that time into that workshop, like it wouldn't surprise me at all. If, you know, six months down the road, like you were saying, you have a return on that investment because you took the yeah. time to like really invest yourself into getting to know people. Right. Yeah. And, and even if it doesn't from that one workshop, if you do a a good enough job, then maybe that business will ask you to come back, you know, come back Mm -hmm. in the fall. Let's do this again. Oh, we have this other project going on. Would you be interested in this? Um, Mm -hmm. Or I know someone putting on this event. Is that something you'd be interested in being a part of? And so that's kind of led me to a lot of different other opportunities. And so it does, it's, most of being a business owner, I think, or at least I've found, and Morgan, you tell me if, if you find this incorrect, but I feel like a lot of this stuff you do marketing wise is it's kind of indirect. Like it's not like directly going to someone, Hey, come see me. It's more like you're doing all this other stuff and then other people learn about you and then they come to you. You know, it's not mm-hmm. something that's going to pay off in the next, in like this week, you know, right. this is the, the long game. You want your business to go for a long time. you got to kind of play that long game and not just try and get patients through the door today, mm-hmm. which is frustrating. When you're yeah. Starting off. <laughs> really frustrating. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know, and um, like it, it always kind of like breaks my heart a little bit when I talk to practice owners that say they've been open for months and months or even years and they haven't had like any traction at all but then when like i ask what they do you know to find patients 
it's nothing. It's having a website and then just hoping that people call. And like, here's the thing. Nobody cares about you. (laughs) That's like, you know, the other thing to remember is just because like you put up a website, people don't care. Like you have to invest in relationships, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. Um, And then they will, they'll pay off down the road. Um, You know, so I think that that's also like a really cool way, Tyler, of like looking at marketing is it doesn't have to be so mm, like difficult or like scary and um, like, oh, I have to sit down and do marketing today. You know, a lot (laughs) of the time it's what do I like to do and who do I want to work with? I'll go do that activity yes, um, and meet people that way. Yeah. And I know you do this with CrossFit. Um, I've, I've, I don't know if you look at it this way or not, but if we're going on a hike or something, I'm like, I'm just kind of going on a business trip that I really want to go on, <laughs> right? Because yes. I'm getting so much content. I'm going to take pictures anyway when I'm on the trail and yeah. might as well just record a couple of videos and, and figure out a way to put that together that somebody might be interested in it enough to mm-hmm. see to learn about me and like, Oh, I'm going to follow this guy and see what else he has going on. So it's definitely a long game. I don't know mm-hmm. the trick to getting 20 people through your door tomorrow. Um, but uh, if anybody out there does let me know, um, but uh, we're <laughs> definitely playing more of a, a long game, making those relationships. And um, you know, hopefully, hopefully those things will start to, to pay off in, in the long run. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think my answer to 20 patients tomorrow would be to go out and go door to door to about 400 houses right. and yeah. just yeah. ask for patients, yeah. <laughs> uh, which is totally fine. So if you want to do yeah, that, go for that's, it. That's fair. <laughs> I've not, I guess, been that ambitious. Yeah. It, it is fairly time intensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm sure you'd have to get used to like nobody answering their doors. So, yeah. yeah. So maybe don't go down that road. Anybody okay. listening to this, that can be like your 50th idea of things to try. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't necessarily cross it off, but put it down towards the bottom for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I feel like, you know, throughout this podcast, Tyler, you've given so much great advice and suggestions. So I'm, I'm, I feel like we've already kind of covered this, but what do you think like would be a like one to three things, one or two things, like some takeaways that like a newer practice owner or somebody who's like thinking about doing this, like what are the key concepts you would want them to know? You are going to fail. Um, multiple times. Don't mm-hmm. let that keep you from from moving forward. Keep your mm-hmm. eye on on the why. Why are you opening a practice? Um, yeah, I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing is really really hone in on what are what are your values. What's really important. What is going to be the values of this business? Um, because the business is while you may be the only person there running it. Um, your business is separate. And so what are, what are really important for the business? And then make sure you don't, I guess, break those, but be willing to, you know, change other things, you know, as long as it's not changing the heart of what your business is or what you want it to be. um, Don't be afraid to change everything else. Um, I think Mm -hmm. being open to change and knowing that 
that things are not going to work out no matter how prepared you are. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you um, continue to learn from that, grow from it. I know it sounds cheesy, uh, but but that's really what I've found to be true is that, you know, if, if I quit the first one or two times I failed, I wouldn't be sitting here on this podcast right now um, yeah. because it's going to happen. It's going to happen a lot. Yeah. Um, so I think those are two of the, the biggest things that I've learned over mm-hmm. through this process. And I guess the third would be get out there, meet other people, ask for help. You don't have to be perfect at everything. Um, it took me a long time to swallow my pride after working for years on my website to be like, I kind of suck at this. And so like, <laughs> find someone that doesn't suck at it, right? Pay someone to do it, you know, save some money and pay someone that will do it well. Um, And, uh, and that's just one example, but, but don't be afraid to ask for help. Reach out to other practitioners. Um, I don't know if Jeff is still watching, but I ask Jeff stuff all the time. I'm like, Hey, what are you doing for this? Um, And, and we're in the same market. And so he may completely be lying to me, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) um, but uh, I, I think that building those connections, build relationships, don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, I think that's a that's probably the third. That's kind of a, a big third. But I would say those yeah. are probably the, my top three that I've learned so far. And if you ask me in a year from now, it might be completely different. Probably. But that's part of it, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and like with the change thing, too, I was just thinking, you know, maybe maybe it could help somebody who's feeling like scared or nervous about like jumping in um because i feel like people go into this and they want to like do one thing at a time and only do it one time you know kind of like what you were saying and i'll just do this and then i'll move on this move on instead of like being open to the changes so maybe like one thing to think about as well is like go into it expecting things to change because if you set your expectations like that, then when things do fail or change, it's like, Oh, well I planned for this. So, you know, it'll work out just fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay. Jeff is definitely sabotaging Tyler. So (laughs) (laughs) um, I suppose I watch out for that. I always suspected. So. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Well, cool. So thank you, Tyler. But before we go, um, where can people find you if they want to reach out? On Instagram, I'm at, at Idaho Direct PT. Uh, same thing on Facebook at Idaho Direct PT. Um, or you can um, contact me on Facebook with um, uh, my name, Tyler Burke. You can find me. Um yeah, I think those are probably the best places to, to get in touch with me. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for all of the advice, wisdom, oh, suggestions. Yeah. Thanks stories. so much for having me. <laughs> um, this was a lot of fun. And uh, everybody who is here watching, um, or if you're watching this on the replay, uh, thank you so much for being here as well. If you have any questions, please feel free to leave them in the comments. And either myself or Tyler will get back to you. Um, and keep a lookout for me and Tyler's uh, new podcast called yeah. Talking to Each Other. <laughs> Uh, later on so okay all right well i hope you have a good rest of your day everybody and we'll see you on the next one that's a wrap thanks so much for listening 
As always, I am honored to be a part of this community of healthcare entrepreneurs, and it is my hope that by sharing and spreading stories, advice, and knowledge to people just like you who want something more, it will inspire you to create the life and career that you dream of. If this sounds like you and you're ready to get your business off the ground, please find me on my website at morganmeese.com or on Instagram at drmorganmeese. Who do you want to hear from next? Or would you like to be featured on this series? Have an idea for a topic that hasn't been covered yet? Please email me at morgan at thewellphysio.com.